our new bestie has changed how we track our investments. Why have over 400,000 investors chosen ShareSite? It's simple. This online investment dashboard for your investment portfolio supports over 500,000 stocks, ETFs, and funds, plus integrated with more than 200 platforms, ensures your entire investment portfolio is organized and accessible in one place. Move beyond the limited insights from brokerage statements. ShareSite offers a comprehensive view of your financial performance, including analyzed reports, dividend gains, and the impact of currency fluctuations, all through intuitive graphs and visualizations. But here's the best part. For the investee besties out there, ShareSite is offering a special deal. Save four months when you purchase an annual premium plan. It's time to dive deep into performance metrics, streamline tax reporting, and share your portfolio with ease. Join the link in the episode description to sign up to ShareSite now and transform your investment experience. Welcome to Girls That Invest. You're joined today by your hosts, Sam and Sonia, two millennial investors who are here to help you learn about all things investing and personal finance. Boy, are you in for a treat today. Do you know what? I have not been so excited about a share rising since GameStop. I have not been so excited to rip into finance bros who have overhyped this company and the way that they speak and videos on the news, it actually does give me a lot of joy. You know, when like someone talks about a topic that they really love and their eyes light up and they're being really dramatic and like their life is changing, that's what's happening today about NVIDIA. (laughs) Honestly, I have not seen so much hype and drama. I completely agree with you. And I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to be like, it's so nice to see people like just light up about something that I'm going to like drag them down into. And I was like, this is meant to be a family friendly podcast. (laughs) You know what? I actually did mean it that way. I like seeing people joyful. I like seeing people, you know, really in the element and... I'm the most dramatic person on earth. Why not have a hyperbole and an exaggeration here and there? That's very true. No, I completely understand. But that's not what we're here to do today. If you have been listening to any investment news or maybe you've had friends that talk about the share market, you might have heard of NVIDIA shares going absolutely insane. Within the last year alone, NVIDIA shares have gone up over 200%. And from the date of IPO, when they opened up in, I mean, 1999, not a lot of us were investing back then, the share price of NVIDIA has gone up, hear this, 53,000%. Now, some people might be thinking, is it too late for me to be investing in NVIDIA? I mean, in the last five days, the shares have actually dropped 5%. I haven't missed the bandwagon, Simran. What is it even about? And like, just where do we go? We are here to help you. We're going to break it down. We're going to be talking a little bit about the history of the company, some forward thinking, why the shares grew so quickly, some financial performance information, and our final thoughts of if we think it is too late to be investing. Sonia, first of all, I have to ask you, before the hype of the shares, did you know much about NVIDIA? Because I'll be honest, I had seen it around and I knew it was a chip manufacturer, but I was not like, I didn't know. I didn't know either. And to be frank, I don't think many people talked about it as hard as they have. (laughs) I mean, for a company that started in the 90s, like you'd think that it would be more talked about. 
So in 1993, NVIDIA burst into the technology scene. It was the brainchild of three chip engineers, and they had this belief that there would be these computers and these computers would be enhanced and they'd be able to process much better visuals. So this kind of started off in terms of games and online gaming. And so if you are into that scene, you actually might have heard of NVIDIA a lot earlier than I guess the average person. And in the 2000s, they had such a breakthrough because they earned a contract to make the chips for Microsoft's Xbox console. So they were off to a very good start. What ended up happening is they became the world's most sought after producer of high performing high power computing solutions and so they were able to introduce concepts like the omniverse and they kind of placed themselves at the very top of the chip manufacturing market they are like the toucher of skincare they are like the apple of iphones they are like I don't know, the Lexus of luxury vehicles, like they know their stuff and it is very difficult for someone else to turn up and do what they're doing as well as them just because they have been doing it for so long. And so what ended up happening on the 23rd of August, the company released its revenue report. This was the second quarter of 2023 and they showed that the revenue that they had made was $13.5 billion, which get this, was a 101% increase in revenue compared to 2022. They even like managed to outperform Wall Street analyst predictions. They are just on a roll. And so that is why the share jumped so high. I think they have definitely earned the spotlight. They're definitely having their moment. And I feel like this moment is going to be carried through bold as this might be for the rest of the year because I think more people like damn why wasn't this company on my radar before I feel like they're really forward thinking and they're excited about innovation which I think not a lot of companies especially you know the past few years especially this last year you know tech bubbles burst I think it takes a lot of courage to be so vocal about that and I think you're right they've been in the game for so long they've built up their reputation to be like just spectacular so why not I think in their annual report as well they did talk a good game about they have a really high commitment to innovation and making substantial investments and they really talked about their future in an excited manner, which makes me excited, you know? And I think when we're talking about looking at stocks and how to assess companies, you need to look at what they're planning for the future as well. Sim is going to get into this, but I want to be the one to break it into this episode that they actually have the power right now to say we're the only company in the entire world to have a particular AI chip. And I feel like it's going to take companies a little while to catch up. For business owners, every transaction is more than just a swipe of the card. It's the culmination of your hard work, dedication and commitment to your customers. That's why I'm excited to share with you a game-changing solution that's simplifying the way businesses like yours accept payments. Introducing Tap to Pay on iPhone powered by Stripe. Contactless payments has never been easier. You can seamlessly accept contactless payments directly from your iPhone, and the best part, there's no additional hardware required. 
Think about it. From local pop-ups to global retailers, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe cater to businesses of all sizes, empowering them to accept payments right from their iPhones. It's a game changer for businesses looking to scale quickly and stay flexible with quick setup that takes minutes, not days. So how can Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe benefit your business? It's simple. Increased revenue, expanded reach and enhanced customer experience. It's a win-win-win. To learn more about how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can transform your business, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone today. Not to say that you can't look at those companies, invest in those companies as well, because we all have to start somewhere, sure. But I think even the competitors of NVIDIA, that's like meta platforms, like Broadcom, I think they have ways to go that even competitor, I feel like, is a nice way of describing them compared to NVIDIA. Sorry, NVIDIA. And you might be listening into this and going, okay, it's making sense. But like, I don't quite understand what it was about them that made them grow. Like, why did they grow so quickly within the last year? What had happened? And I think the best way to describe it is they really were just that company that had invested in the right tech at the right time. And they did what a lot of companies struggle to do, which was play the long game. I mean, imagine kind of foreseeing that this sort of AI revolution and people's need for chips was going to exist all the way back in the 90s. Like, are you kidding me? And so what they were able to realize is that with AI, a lot of it needs to be powered by these very, very advanced chips. And a lot of big tech companies and startups are absolutely scrambling to purchase these GPUs. And so more than any other chip manufacturer on the market, they've been able to create these solutions for a problem that hadn't yet begun until now. What they do, which is quite interesting, the chips that they have, the basic H100 chip, that's not cheap. They don't sell this for like $200. They don't even sell it for $10,000. These chips are 30,000 USD. And so imagine how many more people are starting to need them. I mean, OpenAI's ChatGPT4 is literally using this company. Google's Palm 2 is using this company. And as the demand for these very large computer needs continue, they're just going to continue to grow. And so Morgan Stanley's analysts said that new customers are paying orders for these AI chips faster than ever expected. Girl, Elon Musk was like, Tesla uses so much NVIDIA hardware to power its self-driving training systems. This man has basically a microphone to the entire world. I feel like as soon as these top guns and like these CEOs, they're saying all of that, you're like, oh, let me pay attention, you know? This would be the equivalent of like if Serena Williams was like, hey, I think this company is the best like tennis racket in the world. Like I play tennis and I need them. That racket company would be like, hello, it is I. Like our shares just skyrocket. It's amazing. I was also going to talk about Serena Vanderpump, but I accidentally said Serena Williams. (laughs) I thought that's where you were going to. Anyway, so then you might be starting to think, all right, I'm getting it. I understand. Very simply, this is a company who had a great revenue report in the second quarter of 2023. Okay, their revenue was $13.5 billion. That's fantastic. It even did better than last year because they actually had quite a bad start in 2020. The question then becomes, is it too late? Now, let me help you out here. The company is expected to ship 
550,000 of its flagship data center graphic cards this year. So remember, the basic card starts at 30K. They're shipping 550,000 of them. So they're actually on track to generate $16.5 billion from this one product. However, it could even be higher because they've got more powerful versions. So we're assuming if they only sell the basic model, they're making like a cool 16 billion, but some of their models are like literally 70K. So if everyone bought the 70K model, that like completely more than doubles the revenue that they're expecting. Now the Financial Times, which is a very well-known financial resource news company, they think that NVIDIA could triple how many H100 processors that they're selling in 2024. They're not even like, oh, this is going to happen in 2027. They're like, no, this is going to triple possibly next year. They believe that NVIDIA is going to need 2 million units. And if that is the case, because it only cost them $3,000 to manufacture these $30,000 chips, that is such a good profit margin. That kind of leads us to believe that the company itself is going to do well. But does that mean that its shares are going to do well? What are your thoughts? I think sometimes when people overhype stock or companies, it brings out the criticisms and it brings to light what they're not doing well just as equally because you have people like, okay, but think about X, Y, Z. Think about this. Think about what they're doing here. So I think... I want to say yes. And I want to say, I know I talked about the annual report and being excited. That's literally the annual report's job. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be there for. It's like people like dressing up really nicely for a presentation. That's exactly what the annual report is. So it is going to use inviting language. Sure. Their projection for the future is going to be excited Sure, I just think that they have a mountain of evidence and the projections, not even just from like the Financial Times, like a lot of these tech analysts, economists, they really have high predictions for the company in the next few years. So I want to say yes. I completely agree. I think will the shares continue to rise? I believe they will, but I think the caveat is do I think they're going to go up 200%? No, I think we have had that big rise already. We are at the start, or I would say kind of like in the first quarter of the AI revolution and everyone being hyped about it and everyone being excited. But there's this concept called pricing in the future. So when people invest, when like sophisticated investors like Sonia and I and like our listeners decide what they want to invest in, they don't look at what's happened today. They're not like, oh, NVIDIA is doing good today. They look at what they expect to happen in the future. And so that's already been quote unquote priced in. So if I was thinking, okay, I want to have a little bit of exposure to this, I would not be putting all of my money into this company because I believe that there will be growth. I think that AI isn't over, but I think that big, exciting jump, I don't know if that's a sustainable way for a company to grow. No. And honestly, you could read reports, you could read articles, you could read these like predictions and be like, wow, this is evoking nothing in me because I don't <laughs> like 16 billion. Ugh, like that's a nothing number. This is why we talk a good game about actually reflecting on your strategy and your values and like why you want to invest in this, not just because someone else or it seems right now like the world is telling you to get in on this. 
think for yourself, boo. You're smarter than you think. I completely agree. And like another thing to take into account is when you talk to investors, they might look at NVIDIA shares and like they might stick their nose up to it because when people look at shares, they sometimes look at this thing called the PE ratio or the price to earnings ratio. You could almost think of it as a way of describing or seeing is the company overvalued? Is the share too high given what the company does? Are we overemphasizing who this company is? And to give a good like benchmark, the S&P 500's PE ratio is 25. The lower the number, the better. NVIDIA's PE ratio is 109. So that is more than four times the S&P 500. It is definitely high. But on the other hand, people are saying, well, look, the business is surging. The company's going to grow into its valuation. Yes, it's been given really big boots to fill, but it will fill those boots. And when looking at the earnings projected for the next 12 months, People do believe that the P.E. ratio will drop from 109 to 42, which is good. The lower the ratio, the more sustainable a business is. But it's just so interesting because at the end of the day, obviously, I don't know what's going to happen. Sonia doesn't know what's going to happen. The analysts don't know what's going to happen. But these are the predictions that are coming out. If you were to buy NVIDIA shares, Sonia, let's say you're going to get more of them. I mean, we've already got exposure to it into the funds that we have would you buy more shares right now? Does that align with your investing style or what you've got going in the future? I think I would. Oh. Yeah. Damn. I was not expecting that. <laughs> I know. It's because I'm always like, no, I'm not <laughs> steering off my golden path that I've created for myself. But I think I actually would. Not this quarter. Maybe next quarter. We'll see what it's doing because I need to get into the AI I need to be more present in that area of my portfolio. At least I have like, in terms of the news that I'm tuning into, it is artificial intelligence and how it's been used in different companies. So guys, I'm saying yes, yes. Just a yes queen today. You're just saying yes to the dress. Yeah. Are you a no? Do you know what? We actually included NVIDIA in like, do you remember at the start of the year when we did our five stocks in AI to look out for, which I'm like so happy we did because we predicted this, guys. We saw this coming. God, just call me an analyst. Warren Buffett is calling <laughs> us up this minute. <laughs> Two investors Warren Buffett is scared of right now, Sim and Sonia. Guys, we're basically the Simpsons predicting the future. There's going to be snippets of our podcast episodes the past year, two years, three years, and be like, did you see what Sim said last year? She literally predicted this. <laughs> I feel like we do it right once and we're just going to have such an ego. Please don't assume that we know what's going to happen going forward. I think because it's in the funds that I invest in, it's already in there. I am going to let that ride out and just continue to invest in those funds. However, it's definitely one that has been on my radar. I think it is a little bit overpriced right now, like that P.E. ratio is high. And so for the exact same reasons, I might wait it out a little bit longer. I think it's going to come down a little bit before it starts rising again, because as soon as investments become newsworthy, that's not the time to be buying them, in my opinion. And that makes sense. I just feel like I can't time the market, you know? So if I'm in a position to buy more NVIDIA shares, 
And if it's in the news, then so be it. And so be it. All right. Well, this has been a great episode. If you were wondering if NVIDIA shares were something that you should be buying, you've got to know the stock has been doing really well. It's gone up over 200% in the last year. The company has been around since 1993. They've had contracts with huge players in the market like Microsoft, like OpenEyes, ChatGPT4, with Google, its financial performance has been fantastic and they're such an innovative company and they've also got some really, really good projections but at the end of the day, these are just projections. We're not really sure if it's going to be too late to invest or not. But with that, if you've enjoyed this episode, if you've learned something new, please take a screenshot, tag us on your Instagram story or share the episode with a friend. It helps us grow the channel. It helps us reach so many more people and gets them to become investors just like yourself. I'll see you next week, Sonia. Can I do an early plug of something? Depends what it is. Guys, we've got the holiday season just around the corner. And if you have people in your life that are like, hmm, I think this person should invest, why not buy them the Girls That Invest book that is now available on so many different websites and Amazon. I was just thinking that. Like a lot of my friends at work are like, I love what you do and I need to buy your book. And I was like, why don't I just buy it for you? Oh, that's very sweet. You don't have to plug the book. Anyway, see you next week, Sim. Bye. And as always, to finish off with our disclaimer, Girls That Invest does not provide personalized investing advice for your individual needs. We are not financial advisors. The advice from Girls That Invest exists for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon to make an investment or financial decision. Advice from Girls That Invest is general in nature and does not consider individual circumstances. Always do your research and please use your due diligence. Alrighty, till next time team. Bye.